Hello, my friends. Timothy Muse here, Grace Life Coaching. It's great to be with you today as we come together for another session of the podcast. I hope you're having a great day, a wonderful day. Whatever, whatever point of the day that you engage this, I hope that is a wonderful point in the day. Whether it is in the morning as you're working out at the gym, I know I listen to a lot of different podcasts when I'm at the gym in the morning, or whether you're taking a lunch break or whether you're getting ready to settle in for the evening, whatever it is, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope that this is an offering that is a joy to you, a blessing to you, something that is positive and wonderful. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of this. You know, one of the things that we're really striving to do, one of the things I'm really striving to do here is to keep the podcast and to keep the work as organic and as grassroots as possible. So, hey, if you listen to this and you like it, if it's if it's helpful for you, then please share it. Please share it on your Instagram account. Put it up on your Facebook page. Anything like that. The more... The more eyes we get on it, the more hands, the more people that engage this, the larger it grows, and it grows organically. So I would encourage you, if this is helpful for you, to, to share it, to grow it, to get it out there. And you can check us out online uh, at the website, gracelifecoaching.com. Uh, if you're interested in doing some one-on-one coaching then, or even some group coaching uh, or uh, if you're looking for some guidance in some areas, you know, check it out and uh, send me a message uh, and we can see what we can do together. Uh, maybe we can work out a relationship. Maybe it'd be a point where I could send you off and point you in another direction. But I want you to live the best life. I really do. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. We're only given one life. We are only given one chance to live this reality. And whether we have 25 or 95 trips around the sun, we only get one chance at this life. So since we only get one chance at this life, since we can't go back and fix things, since we can't go back and redo things, then the opportunity, the opportunity only presents itself once to live this life. So I want you to live the best life possible. And because of that, I want to be able to bring whatever resource to bear that I can to help you live the best life possible. That is the point of the podcast. That is the point of the coaching sessions. That's the point of the whole idea of Grace Life Coaching, to be able to give you the chance to live the best life possible. I can't live your life for you, and I don't want to live your life for you. And really, quite frankly, you don't want me to live your life for you. You want to live your life. You're the one that's fully aware. You're the one that's fully present. So as you're fully aware and fully present, you want to be in the best possible place in order to do what you want to do for the sake of the best life out there. And that's why I offer these podcasts. That's why I offer these opportunities to listen. Uh, little kernels of wisdom and visions and realities and things that we're dealing with and facing. You know, unlike a coaching relationship or a coaching process where there's a journey from start, middle, and end in evaluation. I really don't see the podcasts that way. In a lot of ways, I just pick a topic and work on it. Low-hanging fruit, sometimes these are topics or things that I've experienced in my life or that I'm seeing around me or something that I find interesting and want to share with you. So there really is no journey. So we have these sessions uh, that keep coming forward. And sometimes they build on each other and sometimes they don't. And sometimes you need to listen to a previous session in order to fully grasp what the next session is. And I try to make that clear. 
I will try to make that clear as this journey moves forward, as this responsibility and this opportunity moves forward. But for now, just know that every every time we come together, every session that we have, I'm going to look at a topic. I'm going to look at something. I'm going to raise it up. But when I raise it up, it's not necessarily going to stand with what was raised up before. This isn't necessarily like a television show that we are building one to the other. We have a central theme and we keep going back to it, of course, but it may be completely different session to session. And this session may not do anything for you, um, but the last session might. Or this session may do something really strong for you where the last session didn't. So we're going to keep working forward. Keep offering these sessions, keep offering these opportunities, and see if we can't better each other's lives. You know, and I welcome any comments, you know, the the uh, the opportunity to dialogue and engage. So if you've got something you're thinking about or a topic you want to talk about or something like that, please feel free to touch base. Hit me up uh, on my contacts, and uh, let's go from there, and let's see what we can do, and let's see what we can engage in. Again, the easiest way to get hold of me probably would be through the, through the webpage, through the contact us on the webpage. Uh, that comes directly to me. It's gracelifecoaching.com, and there's a contact page. You can shoot me a message, and that usually shows up within an hour into my inbox, and then I try as hard as I can to respond as quickly as possible. All right. So today, what I want to talk about is complaining. Complaining. Um, we all we all complain. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to go on record to say that the rosy, perfect, healthy lifestyle is not to complain because that's just not possible. I mean, we're all at some point hurting or disappointed about something and we're going to complain. So what I want to do, I want to talk about framing complaining for what it is and how it can affect us. And then understanding the difference between complaining and redirecting, because they really are. Uh, complaining, and if you want to use redirecting or problem solving or what have you. So, so in my assessment, in my opinion, complaining is when you are venting your energy, when you are expressing your discontent over a certain point or a certain thing or a certain item, really with no recommendation of change or no expectation that it will be any different. That's what I see as complaining. Complaining about the weather. Let's use the weather for a minute. I don't know about you, but right now where I'm at, it's really hot. Like low 90s with a heat index into the hundred. Now, maybe there's parts of the world that you're in where that's just a common occurrence. Uh, the, the Southwest or uh, what have you, Death Valley out there, or maybe down in the southern tip of Florida. But where I'm at, that's not, this isn't something that happens, especially this time of year. Now, it's the middle of June. So to be this hot this time of year is, is very abnormal for us. It's very abnormal for us. So because we're this hot this time, of it generates a great deal of complaining, complaining about the heat, complaining about the weather. Well, one of the things that I've learned in life, and I've been around the sun 50 times, one of the things that I've learned in life is complaining about the weather is a fool's errand because there's nothing you can do. It doesn't matter how loud or how much you complain about it. That will not change the weather. So if you're complaining about the weather because you want to change the weather, well, then good luck. But complaining is usually not the avenue or energy used to change something. Complaining is the avenue or energy used to express discontent in a moment. It's, 
energy used to express discontent in a moment. And most of the time, what we're complaining about is not really the issue. It's not really the issue. Complaints usually mask a deeper issue. I'll go back to the um, the weather, okay? So it's 90 plus out there right now, heat index over 100. I'm sitting in my office, it's air conditioned. I think the temperature in here right now is like 72 or 73 degrees. I am perfectly comfortable. As a matter of fact, I don't even have my shoes on because that's how comfortable I am. So I have nothing to complain about when it comes to the weather at this point in time. Now, when I go outside, it will be hot. And when I get hot, I sweat. And I'm not really a big fan of sweating unless I'm intentionally sweating. So what I'm complaining about is not the weather, but it's about my the, how the weather affects me. So really the complaint about the weather is a mask for how uncomfortable I am. So weather is weather. It's about my comfort or discomfort. And I can't change that. I mean, short of obviously moving to a different part of the country or a different part of the world or staying inside where the air conditioning is, which is what I'm doing. So therefore, I'm not complaining about the weather. But complaining about the weather, it's not about the weather. The weather is the weather. Hot, cold, rain, sun, snow. The weather is the weather. It is about the effect that the weather has on me. That's what I'm complaining about. But I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be self-aware enough to say, you know, it's so hot and because I'm, I don't like the heat because I sweat and all of this. No, I'm just going to complain that it's hot. And then if it were the wintertime, I'd complain that it's cold. So I'm, I'm, I'm letting this energy out of me about something that I cannot change, about something that I don't have any kind of power over. But somehow is it, effect, it has affected me in a negative way, which then allows me or causes me to express some form of discontent, some form of negative energy. Okay, so that's complaining. That's complaining. And you can macrocosm it to the weather. You can microcosm it to um, whatever. But in essence, that's how I view complaining. That's how I view a complaint. A complaint is an expression of energy around a piece of discontentment with really either no expectation or ability to change. Okay, with no expectation or ability to change. Now, we all complain. I complain. Uh, I'm not going to pull some kind of ivory tower holier than thou. I complain. And complaining, again, it's a release of energy. It's like belching. You got to do it. Sometimes you just have to let that energy out. But there can be a danger to it. And the danger that can be... The danger that can arise from complaining is that you can become a chronic complainer. You can complain about everything, anything. I'm sure you know people in your life who are like that, who are just chronic complainers. It doesn't matter what they're going to complain about it. Well, when you become a chronic complainer, then one, it, it really creates a powerless life. I mean, if complaining is nothing more than the expression, the release of, of, of energy around a point of discontentment with no ability or expectation to change it, well, then a chronic complainer, you just released all the energy of your life. Everything, is, everything around you is wrong. Everything around you is, is, is something to complain about, but you have no energy, no, no power to change it. Okay, so you're just stuck in this... Uh, in, in this this place of, of, of 
being out of power, out of control, complaining about everything. And sooner or later, those who are closest to you and those who are not close to you, but those who are around you, they just don't want to put up with that. I don't mind, you know, being in the presence of someone who complains from time to time. Again, I do it, but I do mind being in the presence of a chronic complainer where it's just where everything is a complaint. And that's the danger because we can complain about one thing and then we complain about two things and we complain about three things and, we can, and then we're just complaining about everything with no desire to change it, with no desire to have any impact on it. So complaining and it can become very addictive. It can become very um, enticing to be a chronic complainer because what happens is you have people who surround you that want to fix it. There are people who are uncomfortable with complaining, so they want to pour their energy into you to fix you, to make you feel better. And that's great. I mean, everybody loves having someone else pouring their energy into them. But then what happens is it becomes addictive. It becomes addictive, and you just complain, and you complain, and you complain, and you complain, to the point where anything and everything is a complaint. Well, I don't know about you, um, but there's a lot of beauty in my life and though I have things that I can complain about there's far more that I'm grateful for so the idea of being a chronic complainer is just it's very unsettling to me and I find myself withdrawing from people who are chronic complainers again and it's not that I'm uh, averse to complaining but I'm averse to everything being a complaint um and then there are those who are just complainers. They don't see any ability to change. And that's really, and, and, and it, can become, it can become a point where it's very destructive to the self because you just see life as a complaint, one big complaint. Okay, so the other, the other side of that, so, so again, I don't, want it, I don't want anybody to think that I'm just like proclaiming Pollyannic where everything's great and perfect and wonderful because it's not. We know that it's not. We know that things need to change. But there's a proactive process of investment of wanting to change. And that is, I don't see that as complaining. You can raise up that which is a miss, that which is, an, is a struggle, but then raise that up with a plan or a desire to change. Um, it's one thing to complain about something because, you know, either you don't want to change it or you can't change it. It's another thing to identify something in your life or around you that's amiss and then begin to put a plan in place to make it better. That is where a better life comes. That is where change happens. That is where people invest and they grow. We all can identify where something is out of sorts. We all can identify where something is out of place. It's not hard for us to do. And we can stay in that and we can say, I'm just gonna sit here and complain about this. Or we can say, okay, I'm identifying something that's amiss. Now I'm going to begin to create a plan. One, to bring myself into balance with what's going on. And two, if possible, to change the reality around me so that it is no longer an issue. Okay, so going back to the weather, I can't change the weather. I don't have that kind of power. So I have to come into balance with the reality that when I go outside, I'm going to sweat. So either I go outside very minimally or I accept the fact that I'm sweating. 
Either way, that reframes my thinking from standing on the front porch huffing and complaining because it's so hot out to, okay, guess what? I either stay in the air conditioning all day or when I go outside, I'm going to sweat. So if I'm going outside and I'm going to sweat, now that I ha- now I have a plan in place. Now there isn't some kind of surprise reality that all of a sudden I'm perspiring. And now when I'm thinking about how I'm going to dress for work for the day, I can dress in a manner that will actually incorporate that reality. And therefore, when I get to the office and when I engage with people, I'm not covered in perspiration stains because I've figured it out. That's the difference. The difference between a complainer who just sits in that energy and, and, and stews in it versus someone who sees something amiss and then plots a solution to overcome it. That is where change happens. Both of them are going to see the same thing. One is just going to stew in their own energy and the other is actually going to plot a solution to overcome it. That is one of the beauties of life. You know, I said in the beginning, we only have one life. We only get one life, one chance at this. So if we're going to spend that life sitting in the energy of complaint, well, one, we're going to find ourselves either very much alone or attracted to all the other complainers, which really, quite frankly, that doesn't sound very enticing. Or we're going to figure out how to identify that which is amiss inside of us or around us and plot a solution to change it, to be better so that we can have the best possible life. And being a complainer, being a chronic complainer, being someone who complains about everything and anything, that's a very lonely existence because people just don't want to be around that. After a while, it becomes tiresome and it becomes boring and predictable. And so, you know, ask yourself, look at yourself. I mean, p- part of this journey, part of what I'm hoping is that as we're as I'm talking and you're listening, you're kind of taking these concepts and you're asking that question. Well, who am I? Which one am I? Am I one who's going to see something that's amiss and just going to like complain about it? Maybe you could ask your friends, honestly, hey, you know, am I a complainer? Am I a chronic complainer? Or your spouse or your kids? You know, this is all about reframing our realities. And part of reframing our reality is making sure that we're clear about the, re- the current reality that we're in. And being a chronic complainer, you know, and, and sometimes you get people around you that love you and care for you and really feel that they've got to endure it, but would love the opportunity to say, yeah, you're a chronic complainer. You complain about everything. And after a while, I just tune you out. Or, you know, you complain about the stupidest things, but then the things you have the power to change or the ability to change, you don't say anything about so hopefully, you know, the, 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 the point of and the joy of these kind of journeys, we get to look at ourselves and ask the question, do you complain? Do you complain? And if you complain, are you a chronic complainer? Or are you a situational complainer? I know for me, I try not to complain, okay? When I see something that's amiss, I try to have a, um, have a plan, have a, 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 a solution, uh, before I start opening my mouth. But there are times where I find myself complaining a lot. And then I start to look at, okay, why? I, you know, I catch myself saying, I'm complaining a lot. What's going on? Oh, I didn't sleep well last night. Or, oh, I didn't eat lunch, so I'm hangry. Or, oh, you know, I, whatever. Environmental shift in my reality that, that's, that's, that's causing me to be unsettled. And rather than addressing that unsettledness, I complain. Complain, complain, complain. So hopefully you can ask that question. 
Dig into it. Am I a complainer? Do I complain? Ask those around you. Are you, am I a complainer? Do I complain about things? Am I a chronic complainer? Does it seem as I complain more than I have solutions for? Those are really important and powerful questions. Questions that we can really dig into. And you can also look at yourself and say, you know, am I a problem solver? Do I plot solutions for things? Do I look at things and say, you know what, I, I have a solution for this. I'm going to plot a solution for it and we're going to move forward versus I'm just going to complain about it. I'm just going to be angry about it, mad about it, complain about it, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you listen to this, as you listen to all these, I hope there's a point of self-reflection and a point of dialogue uh, within yourself and then with those around you. Uh, because really, at the end of the day, if we're going to live this one life to the fullest of our abilities, and we have to be problem solvers. We have to be able to look at situations that dismay us and, and plot solutions, not just stir in the energy of complaint. I hope this is helpful. I really do. Because I want you to be the best you. I want you to have the best day. And sometimes having the best day means we need to complain a little bit. Sometimes we do need to just let off a little bit of emotional steam. There's nothing wrong with that. But we just don't want to find ourselves in a life where all we do is let off that emotional steam. Where all we are is one big uh, complaint around the world. I really do hope that you have a great day. I really do hope that whatever your day brings, I hope that you strive to be the best you. Look, my friends, we're not going to get it right every day, but we're not going to get it right any day if we don't try. So be well today. And I look forward to being with you again soon. Take care.